2: This Irish Man Stands with America. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network.
3: Hello America, this is Jonathan Dunn, host of the Freedom's Disciple podcast. I hope you are having a very happy, peaceful and enjoying this Thanksgiving week. I wanted to spend today's show... Sharing a few stories, and sharing some reflections on where the world is today, where the world is going, and highlighting yet again why America is exceptional. Before I get there, I always want to just give you a bit of inside baseball. Um, this show is usually recorded on a Monday or a Tuesday. I spend the whole week um, prepping for the next show. Getting all the news and then Monday or Tuesday I usually record depending on my schedule. So sometimes on when you get to listen on a Saturday, sometimes a few things are out of date. I'm recording this on Monday to be released on Saturday after Thanksgiving. I wanted to spend today talking to you about Thanksgiving. What it means to me. What it used to mean. And what it means today. What does Thanksgiving mean today? Well if you hear people talk and you hear the media. Some of the things you associate with Thanksgiving today is family. People gathering around, eating lots of food. You hear people talk about all the hours of Preparation and cooking that they'll do. The turkey, the yams, the potatoes, the vegetables, the pumpkin pie. All that beautiful food. We hear people talking around about football. Three games of football. Oh my God! All the football we can watch. You'll hear people going, oh my God, who's coming, and my cousin's coming, and I don't like them, and they're conservative, or they're progressive, and oh my God, we're going to have to talk about Obama. you hear all the complaints. And then, of course, the minute Thanksgiving is over, I always find this ironic. Thanksgiving is over we'll get into the real meaning of Thanksgiving here in a minute. And not 24 hours later, after your country comes together to say thank you for everything we have. Your nation as a whole goes shopping. Black Friday. Where people will routinely push, around, push people out of the way. Shove people. All common decency goes out the window to get twenty bucks off a TV, to get ten bucks off a game, to get forty bucks off—I don't know, whatever's latest technology. It seems to me that you know common decency has such a low price, and then we have Cyber Monday where we do have common decency but we're all trying to get the best deal I want, I want, I want, I want, I want I want the newest game I want the newest gadget I want the newest technology I want the newest phone I want the biggest TV I want the best surround sound I want, I want, I want, I want just 24 hours after Thanksgiving So what was Thanksgiving? What does Thanksgiving mean to an Irishman? Well, one of my many hopes um, and dreams is I really want to spend Thanksgiving in America one day. I hope I get to spend many, but I've yet to actually spend Thanksgiving um, in America. I'd love to have it around friends and family and just spend the day understanding what it's actually like because... I think, in its truest form, it's one of the things that makes America exceptional. You know, I spend all my time writing on social media, on this show, interviews elsewhere. I always say, America's exceptional. America's unique. America's different. America is a leader. One of the reasons... Quite honestly, America is exceptional. Is because of Thanksgiving. See, America is exceptional and unique because, from day one, you had a different of opinion. You saw the world a different way. You acted a different way. And for me, that's something that should be celebrated. But not only celebrated. It needs to be highlighted. But not highlighted as in... This is America. This is why we're great. And we're great and everyone should follow us. It's by example. I finished last week's show... Honestly, I don't know whether it came across in the podcast. But I was really upset. Because... Of everything that's happened... And John Kasich putting out this plan for... We need this new government agency to promote Western and Judeo-Christian values to the rest of the world. It upset me because... Not because of who he is or what he's running or what he's promoting. But for me, it's a slap in the face to every Christian out there. That something like that not only is an idea... But that even has to be taught. We need to start acting. And we need to start acting very, very quickly. You look at the world around us. You look at the world around us. You see what's happening in Paris. I don't know how closely even following the news, but... All weekend and all this week, I've watched... And listen to a country like Belgium be on the highest terrorist level. See where schools are closed and telling you to stay away from, and they're one of their biggest cities. I see events like Mizzou, society crumbling, society eating each other. We focus on everything we want. We focus on ourselves. I want, I want, I want, I want, I want. We are coming to a time where... We need to... Forget nationally or internationally or even locally. We are coming to a time where... We need to decide what type of person we want to be. I'm often told by... ...my American friends... ...both conservative and liberal that... ...the America I talk about and... ...sometimes I I always laugh when I get told this by conservative friends of mine but... ...the America I know and the America I talk about doesn't exist anymore. That it's... ...relegated to story tales... It's relegate. It sounds great, but it's a fantasy. And for the amount of times I've been to America, it's impossible that I ever got to see a fraction of the America I talk about. And I always ask, answer those people by the same, in the same way. If you're right, I don't think I, uh, you are. I think I'm right. I think America is exceptional. And I try my best to highlight each and every week why you are exceptional. But if you're right, and everything I say about America isn't true, it's a fantasy. It's relegated to a history book or to a story book. Point out the ways and the principles that I talk about that you don't think America should follow going forward. You see, I don't just talk about America being exceptional in past tense. When I talk and I speak out, I don't speak out because to remind you of the past. I don't just speak out to say, Hey, look, in 1776 on July 2nd, he wrote this great document. Wasn't that wonderful? I don't share his stories... About naysayers and about Abraham Lincoln and Ronald Reagan and the Wright brothers, to say, hey, look at what you did, aren't you wonderful? I do it to inspire you to say, you've done it before and you can do it again. I try and inspire you to say, the only limit you have in life is the one you set yourself, that so many others have succeeded. I don't do it just to point and say, hey, you're brilliant, well done. I do it to use an inspiration to say, you can do it again. Your track record is that good. But to do it again, I think America needs to come together and individually understand what is exceptional and to do it again. For me, that all starts with your people. I know people take this as an attack on Donald Trump. It isn't. It's for anyone. Politicians that I like or I dislike. America can never be made great by a politician. And if America ever does become great by a politician, you cease to be the country your nation founded and your founders founded 200 years ago. Because the secret, the recipe to your success is simple. It's each and every one of you. It's the individual. By doing your little bit, by putting your brick in the wall and living your life as an example for others. I always say it, you know, America has many taglines and one of them that I think you really need to get back to is the beacon of light and hope the statue of liberty where in one hand she has the ten commandments and in the other she has a torch showing you the way it seems today there are many on both sides who go I'm going to tell you the way and you're going to do it this way And this is the way and you must follow. And if you don't follow my way, well then you're a hater. You don't change people by telling people what to do. Or showing how great you are and being arrogant and egotistical. You do it by example. By inspiration. By standing firm and saying, here's my light, here's my torch. It doesn't matter how dark it is. Here is my torch. Come follow me. That is one of the recipes for success. Now obviously you have to decide what your beacon of light is. By truly believe. By leading by example. You can change the world. I'm going to tell you some stories today about the real Thanksgiving. And highlight from day one how individuals changed the world. From day one, even before, long before your declaration of independence, you chose to be unique. And as I tell you these stories, I'd ask you just to enjoy them. I'm not the greatest storyteller. I apologise. But I'm going to do my best. But I'd ask you to think. How far have we as a society. Drifted away from the nation you used to be. And how can I. Help steer it back onto the right course. Because you can make a difference. Your circle of influence is huge. You may not know it, but everyone has a circle of influence through family, through friends, through church, through community. Can you imagine if even 10%, one out of every 10 people you know, you touched and inspired to make a difference? Can you imagine the turnaround in your nation? Can you imagine how much greater overnight your nation would be? And that's just something simple. Then add to it your churches waking up. Christians waking up. Christians actually voting. Can you imagine how quickly your nation could change? i got to take a quick break, America. I hope you'll stick with me as I share some stories of thanksgiving and from what an Irishman, what an outsider knows about your thanksgiving. I hope you'll stick with me.
2: Freedom versus freebies. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn.
0: On the Blaze Radio Network.
2: You're listening to Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network.
3: Thanks for sticking with me, America. I want to share a few stories with you for the rest of this show because I don't have it in me to to get into deep substance issues this week. And where I am in my life and where I am right now, my mindset... I think it's the perfect time to share some stories and break down your history a bit and do it in a way to to try and inspire you, to remind you of what you once were and to see if you want to go that road again. And I want to do it by telling stories. So I want you to sit back and relax. A long time ago... There was a collection of people and they came from an assortment of religions but they had to practice in private, they had to practice in such a way that didn't offend others, didn't offend the king and if you didn't belong to a certain religion you were persecuted you didn't get the right type of job, or you had, life was very tough, and so these people came together, and they said, I want to be free, I want to worship the way I want to worship, I want to worship my God the way my scriptures tell me I should worship, And so in the pursuit of that freedom. That freedom to say, I'm an individual. And I seek the freedom of religion. And I want that promise of prosperity. The promise of liberty. 102 people got together and said let's buy it, get a boat let's get on that boat and let us travel to the new world yes it'll be hard it'll be dangerous it'll be exciting but that chance of freedom is something we can't miss that chance and opportunity of freedom is not something we can let slip or not take a chance for. And so in September, a long time ago in 1620, those 102 brave souls got on a ship you've probably heard of before, I'm sure many of you have had. It's called the Mayflower. And they made the horrific, hard, brutal journey from Plymouth, England. All the way across the Atlantic, they dealt with brutal weather, winds, cold. today we are tough and get upset when we don't have our own space, our own bedroom but imagine a hundred two people on a ship. You're sleeping beside the same person night after night, week after week. You're in the same company. You're sharing the same fears. And everything going through your mind is potentially negative. But it doesn't matter. Because you see that opportunity of freedom. It's luring you, it's calling you that freedom to practice your faith the way you want to the promise of liberty if you just survive this brutal journey and so they crossed the Atlantic and that horrible uncomfortable crossing lasted 66 days 66 long days and long nights Can you imagine how they must have felt. When they finally after 66 days get to Cape Cod. They drop anchor. And they see opportunity. They see liberty. They see the new world. However their journey wasn't done. It took another month to get to the Hudson River and then onto the Massachusetts Bay and a few of them get off the boat most stay on the boat because it's winter it's cold it's frosty it's snowing it's a very very brutal winter and the few who get off the boat They work at establishing a village, they see nothing, they have all the hard work, they have to get ground, they have to build huts, they have to build a church, it's incredibly hard, torturous work, long hours in brutal, cold, harsh conditions. Those who stay on the boat, while they don't have the long hard days, they have a different struggle to face. They have to stay on a boat that, quite honestly, they're probably really sick and tired of. Of looking at the same deck, at the same sails, talking to the same people, feeling trapped they also have to endure the exposure and naturally when you're on a boat for 66 days crossing the Atlantic and then another month there's potential diseases scurvy been one of them and sadly out of the first 102 passengers on that boat at least 51 die one out of every two people But then, after surviving that brutal harsh winter spring comes and the remaining settlers move, move on to shore, onto land and they continue to set up the village but their work only starts they have to start making their new life They have to till the soil. They have to make the ground fertile. They have to plough it. And it takes long, hard physical work. Hour in, hour out, day in, day out. And to make that soil fertile. And to so fertile that you plant your seed. To make sure your harvest is successful. Because the chances are, if your first harvest isn't successful, you won't last that long. So they work long, hard days. And in November, the pilgrim's first harvest of corn was successful. 14 months after leaving. The security and the tyranny the King of England provided. They have their first harvest. And what do they do? They didn't go, well I was entitled to that corn. They didn't go, half of that corn is mine, now give it over here for doing nothing. There wasn't people... Saying, I have entitled to that. There wasn't people saying, I'm going to take that and I'm going to redistribute it because that's fair. Now the pilgrims organized a feast. And they invited a, a fledgling colony, sorry, col- colony of Native Americans. And that's what we now remember as America's first Thanksgiving. There are very few records available, very few information available of the day and what happened. But can you imagine the joy those families must have felt? The joy and also the sadness. The sadness of losing their 50 plus friends, Christian brothers and sisters, through disease or through scurvy or through the brutal winter. Can you imagine that leap of faith they took? Can you imagine how they must have felt as they worked that ground knowing that if it doesn't produce a harvest you could have a long torturous starvation death can you imagine when they saw that first grain of corn that first head of corn they could have said I was right I was right to move here how wonderful am I I'm brilliant all my hard work has paid off they didn't they said thank you how many people today celebrate their success by helping others how many people today celebrate their success not in an egotistical way but in a way to share their success with others and lift others up this is one of the this is the start of the great American dream long before there was an America there was a dream to be free that opportunity to have liberty to have religious liberty and to work hard together but also to come together and say thank you but that was only the first Thanksgiving a couple of years later in 1623 the pilgrims held their second Thanksgiving and the second Thanksgiving was to mark the end of a long drought which had threatened that year's harvest can you imagine how we would react today if there was a long drought that threatened our harvest you've got to bear in mind they're only there 18 months 2 years it's not like today where we have fridges and freezers and a, stu- a reserve of food pilgrims are still starting out And that long drought, and you're worrying and you're praying, and you're going, Please God, make it rain. Don't let our harvest go to waste. Please God. And then it rains. How often would we say thank you? How often would you have the governor of the day calling for a religious fast? Back in those days, days of fasting were a somewhat occasional occurrence. How far America has changed. How far you have come in so many good ways, but also how far you've come from your founding. To say thank you. Thank you for a rain. When was the last time you said thank you for rain? I, can't, I don't ever remember. I live in Ireland. It rains a lot. I can't ever remember saying thank you for rain. I've said a lot of things about rain. None positive. But to those pilgrims. It saved them. But that was only the start of Thanksgiving. I'm going to continue on this. And talk about George Washington and what he thought of Thanksgiving after this break. I hope you'll stick with me.
2: You're listening to Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network.
0: the morning blaze
1: with doc and skip it ain't about money and fame and power it's about that little person inside of you that does not feel good enough it's the same thing that drives these terrorists in paris it's the same thing that drives the mizu protesters and president obama and progressives and everywhere is not having confidence and faith
0: the morning blaze with doc and skip weekday morning, six to nine eastern on the blaze radio network
2: Freedom's Disciple, with Jonathan Dunn, On Demand, on the Blaze Radio Network.
3: Thank you so much for sticking with me, America. I hope the last segment made you think, made you want to be closer to your founding. America was exceptional from day one, the way it was founded, the way your people acted. And your actions of your people inspired generations. So. Thanksgiving became. And religious fast became a. Common theme. During the Revolutionary War it was. Somewhat common. For a day here and a day there to. Sacrifice. To do without. And to pray for God's blessing. And then You. You get your Declaration of Independence, you get your Constitution, you get your Bill of Rights ratified, and George Washington is your first president. And what does George Washington do? Well, he makes a Thanksgiving proclamation. Last week I read a speech from Winston Churchill, and I said, Who has the balls to say this today about Islam? Today I want to read out a few lines of George Washington's Thanksgiving proclamation. And I want to ask you to think, who really thinks this today? Who talks this way? Who believes this? I'll read a few lines for you. He opens up, Whereas it is the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of Almighty God, to obey His will, to be grateful for His benefits, and humbly to implore His protection and favor. Who would say that today? Who believes that today? do we acknowledge God today or do we take down the Ten Commandments in the middle of the night do we obey his will or do we go with the will of man are we grateful for his benefits are we really and if we are grateful how do we show it America is different on many different ways to the rest of the world. But I believe America is a covenant nation. You made a covenant with God. You acknowledge Him. You observe Him. You will try to obey His wills. That is one reason America is different. I'll continue what George Washington said. He calls for a day of public thanksgiving and prayer. To be observed by acknowledging with grateful hearts the many signal favors of Almighty God, especially by affording them an opportunity peacefully to establish a form of government for their safety and their happiness. That's the first paragraph. And he talks twice about acknowledging God. Do we do that today? I'll continue on to the third paragraph and the last paragraph of this short proclamation. Proclamation. And also that we may then unite in most humbly offering our prayers and supplications to the great Lord and ruler of nations and beseech him to pardon our nation and other transgressions. To enable us all, whether in public or private stations, to perform our several and relative duties properly and punctually, to render our national government a blessing to all people. By constantly being a government of wise, just and constitutional laws. How many people today would talk about offering their humble prayers. And beg him to pardon our national and other transgressions. This is the country you were in America. This is your first national thanksgiving proclamation by George Washington how far have you strayed from your moorings how far have you strayed from the great nation you used to be several years passed before there was another proclamation but I want to tell you a quick story about your the next proclamation I want to talk briefly about 1860 the civil war put yourself in that sh- in those shoes put yourself in the shoes of abraham lincoln there's battle after battle any minor win the union gets it's given away straight away there is no clear winner there are calls publicly and privately to say look maybe the civil war isn't a good thing let's just concede let's just give up you're never going to eradicate slavery it's never going to win what's the last thing most people would do in that time well on October 3rd 1863 Abraham Lincoln said it's time to have another thanksgiving and he opens the year that is drawing towards its closed has been filled with the blessings of fruitful fields and heart healthful skies what a way to open a thanksgiving proclamation all the war all the blood, all the pain, all the suffering, and yet Abraham Lincoln found it in himself to talk about the blessings. No matter how bad things get, no matter how many times things look impossible, No matter how dark those clouds get. There is always something to be thankful for. There is always something to praise our beneficent Father who dwelt in the heavens. But one of the things that strikes me about Abraham Lincoln's pose or his Thanksgiving address was the reaching out and the care for all those who had lost someone in the Civil War. All those who had pain and suffering. I want to read one last line for you. And I recommend to them that while offering up the ascriptions just duly to him, for such singular deliverances and blessings, they do also with humble humble penitence for our national perseverance and disobedience, common to his tender care all those who have become widows, orphans, mourners, or sufferers in the lamentable in the lamentable civil strife in which we are unavoidably engaged. He reached out to those who Who had lost someone. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting old. Or weak. Or whatever adjective you want to get to. But in a world. Where we're becoming increasingly divided. And we all want to win. And the others to lose. Having a a national day, day of prayer. And thanksgiving. And praying for everyone. Who had lost someone. Is something that I don't think happens today. And then not only did he pray for those, but he fervently implored the interposition of the Almighty Hand to heal the wounds of the nation and to restore it as soon as may be consistent with the divine purposes to the full enjoyment of peace, harmony, tranquility, and union. The history lesson after this day of thanksgiving, the Union never lost another battle. And the rest, as they say, was history. This is where your nation, this is what your use, nation used to stand for. Of course, fast forward to 1939. And thanksgiving is no longer about giving thanks. It's no longer about talking about God. It's now all about, well when should we have it and can we move it forward so that the people get more time, the retailers get more time to sell things for Christmas. That's what FDR agreed. Move it up a week. Because the U.S. economy is struggling. Because the retailers need more time to sell Christmas items. In 200 short years you went from Thanksgiving for a harvest. To Thanksgiving for rain so your harvest wouldn't be ruined. To talking... About peace, union, and tranquility, and then it became about shopping. How do you want Thanksgiving to be going forward? This is the history of your nation. You can change it going forward, you can change it in your house in your community is thanksgiving today and should it be I'm not here to tell you how you should celebrate thanksgiving please don't ever mistake that I believe in freedom and I believe you have the right to follow your own course but how do you want thanksgiving to be do you want thanksgiving to be all about football all about turkey and food do you want it to be about Black Friday and all the sales that are coming? Do you want Thanksgiving to be the warm-up to Christmas? You know, the this is the, the practice session. The real run comes on Christmas. Or do you want Thanksgiving to be something different? Something more meaningful? I know times are tough it's easy to look around at the world today and think well what is there to be thankful for I know there are people out there who are suffering who have lost their jobs been made redundant I know that many of you are educated you know the situation facing your nation you see the growing tyranny of the government through Obama I have a pen and a phone through Congress through Supreme Courts through unregulated unelected bureaucrats you see the tyranny through IS and terrorism abroad you see the potential financial room Of 18.5 trillion dollars of a national debt. You see an economy that has a labour participation rate at an all time low. In the last 40 plus years. You see the entrepreneurial spirit gone. You see the individual crushed. You see God been removed from the public square. What is there to be thankful for? There's always something to be thankful for. You just have to find out what you're thankful for. Even in the darkest day, in the darkest dawn, that sun will rise. That sun is different for each and every one of us. I've got to take one last quick break, America. When I come back, I want to share what my sun is. What I'm thankful for I think you might like it I gotta take one last break America I hope you'll stick with me
2: This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network
0: America WK with your host Andrew WK Whatever that mysterious feeling is, whatever that inspiration, that vitality, that's, that life force that seems to descend or come up into you and give you this power, give you this excitement about life, this, this undeniable energy. I mean, you feel it when it's – I'm feeling it. When it happens, it is undeniable, and we must respect that feeling. America WK, Saturdays 10 a.m. to noon on the Blaze Radio Network.
2: Freedom's Disciple, with Jonathan Dunn, On Demand, on The Blaze Radio Network.
3: Thank you so much for sticking with me, America. I really hope today you've enjoyed the show. I've tried to give some of my thoughts on Thanksgiving and share a bit of history and share a few stories and highlight where you've been, where you are, and And hopefully you understand that where you're going is still yet to be written. You can change things. I would ask you this Thanksgiving weekend to take a few moments out and highlight everything you are thankful for. No matter how small, no matter how trivial it is be thankful and let the person or the people know who you are thankful for let them know in this world of uncertainty it's always important to let people know how you how you feel and what they mean to you I want to close out today's show by sharing a few things I'm thankful for because it's easy to look on the, the dark side and think of all the things you'd want it's easy to be resentful for the things that you don't have even things that are noble things that you think are positive and you don't have them And it's easy to be resentful for why you don't have them I know at times I, it's easy for me to feel angry or upset that I'm in Ireland, not in America. Anger is one of the easiest emotions you can have. Being upset is one of the easiest emotions you can have. But obviously, I have a mission or a role to do here. But it's not my time. But I can still be thankful for the knowledge and the thirst for knowledge that I have for your country the passion I have the love I have for your people the things I'm thankful for are for faith in God you know faith isn't easy there are plenty out there who don't have it and I'm blessed that I do I have faith in God that I know that there's not one thing in this world not one person that God can't overcome and even now as we're looking at incredibly dark and bleak times I know if we turn to him if America renews its covenant with him acknowledges him praises him Gives him the glory. Gives thanks to him. You can be a covenant nation once again. And overcome each and every obstacle you face. I'm thankful for your people. You know, I, I don't know if you've listened to Glenn Beck over the last couple of weeks, but... What he is doing and what his audience are doing are proof. That America is great because your people are good. Over 120,000 people have donated to the Nazarene Fund. $12 million. That's making a difference. That's making a real difference. Anybody that says you can't change anything or you haven't got the power or the individual doesn't matter if you want a real living example of what change can do and when people not through talk but through actual actions come together look at all the people you have saved and will save look at the difference you have made look at the hope you have given a region that's real that's tangible You can overcome this. I really truly believe that if you turn to God and you stop speaking and you act, the time for action is now. Lastly, I'm thankful because I know your history. Say this time and time again. Why can America survive? Because of your history. Each and every generation has had to overcome something. And each and every generation of Americans has overcome something huge. Your track record counts. For so much. When you overcome obstacle after overcoming obstacle after overcoming obstacle. You're battle tested. You're hardened. You know what it takes. Your people know what it takes. I firmly believe if your people act the right way you can overcome anything. I want to close out today's show I saw a little prayer that I want to share with you. I thought it was really nice and it was on the side of a candle. And it's called a uh, prayer to the Holy Spirit. And I think it sums up how I feel today. I'd like to read it to you. Holy Spirit, be with me today. Guide me by your wisdom. Correct me with your justice. Comfort me with your mercy. Protect me with your power. And fill me with your gifts. Wisdom. Understanding. Courage. Counsel. Knowledge. Knowledge reverence and awe Amen I pray this prayer for each American today that you're filled with the Holy Spirit that you get that confidence and be a divine nation once again because the world as I see it has no leaders Sure, it has phony leaders. If you call Vladimir Putin a leader, we call him a dictator. Sure, it has leaders like Calland and Cameron. We call them weak and spineless. Give them a week, give them a month, and their tune will soon change. We need real leaders with real principles to build a world on the foundation of stone not sand and the American people can and will do that I hope you have a blessed weekend please think take a moment out to think what you're thankful for but also to think of someone who hasn't been lucky enough to spend Thanksgiving with their loved one someone serving overseas Someone alone, doesn't have family, doesn't have friends. Someone in pain or suffering in a hospital who can't be with their family. Pray they have the love and the feeling and the the knowledge in their heart that they're not alone. That we are with them and we are with them always. As always I salute your police, your firefighters, your emergency personnel and most importantly your vets. I can only speak for myself, but I am thankful. You are one of the things I am thankful for. You are the true heroes of society. And lastly, I salute you, the great American people. You will be the difference in the world going forward. You can be. And I know you will be. Have a blessed weekend, and God bless.
2: Freedom's Disciple, with Jonathan Dunn, On Demand.
0: The Blaze Radio Network.